Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside Central Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from center Lloyd Cushenberry and inside linebacker Alex Singleton. Plus, Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. Joining me here on today's episode of Broncos Now is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala for a game recap. Eric, Denver fell to 0-2 with a Sunday's loss to the Washington Commanders. Want to open up this episode talking about the offense. We heard Sean Payton talk about, you know, how the momentum really shifted in the second quarter following Russell Wilson's fumble. You know, we heard him on the pre- conference call this morning. What did you really see from the offense, that unit, in the first half versus then after that turnover? Yeah, I mean, they were really good, obviously, on their first three drives. Uh, yeah. Three possessions, three touchdowns. They did it in a variety of ways. They had one drive where they just take a deep shot to Marvin Mims Jr. It shows off that speed mm-hmm. um, and is able to catch a, a long touchdown pass. You saw it on a on the preceding drive with the ability to use creative play calling um, and really in the red zone kind of use matchups, uh, personnel groupings to your advantage. They stayed on schedule. All those sorts of things were really impressive. And, you know, it's not that they completely went away from that after the fumble. I just think that there were too many consecutive possessions where they either got behind the sticks or turned the ball over or made a mistake here or there that prevented them from scoring. And mm-hmm. um, following that fumble, obviously Washington goes down, scores points uh, to cut the lead to 10 points. You go three and out, they kick a field goal. You come out of halftime, you go three and out again. Um, And while you're able to add a field goal later in the third to retake the lead, which, you know, looking back at it, you almost forget that the Broncos did retake the lead momentarily. Mm -hmm. Um, There just wasn't enough from the late stages of the second quarter through the early stages of the fourth quarter. Obviously, they got it going again late in the fourth quarter. And I think Mike McGlinchey put it well where he just said we weren't sharp enough we weren't dialed in enough, um, you know, and it just, they stalled out for a little bit too long. And um, so I, I think it's interesting because it shows you the potential of what this group can do, right? For sure. But at the same time, it shows you there's still work to be done. And yeah. to win football games in the National Football League, you've got to put it together for a full 60 minutes. Um, you know, even on that possession where Russell fumbles the football, if you're able to, you had the ball at the Washington 35, if you're able to avoid a holding penalty, I mean, even just get a field goal there, field goal there, another touchdown. um, You're now at the point where you're leading by three scores, maybe even four scores. And you wonder if that's enough to kind of put the game on ice at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, not able to get it done and uh, on the wrong side of a big comeback. Right. Well, we heard from Center Lloyd Cushenberry earlier today, you know, as he talked about how this team was able to get off to a fast start and then what changed from his perspective offensively in the second half. Take a listen. Yeah, like you said, they got a really good front. Uh, and as they got momentum in the second half, we had to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, they got comfortable, got to do what they wanted. You know, what they ultimately want to do is rush the passes. And, you know, they got home a few times. Uh, but, you know, the main thing, uh, most of the mistakes were on us. And, Got to clean it up moving forward. There's a lot of good things to build off on, but uh, obviously not good enough in that second half. Erica, uh, the team also had some communication issues versus the Washington Commanders, and we heard head coach Sean Payne talk about how really that starts with the coaches and reducing verbiage. What did you kind of see in terms of that on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, listen, part of what makes this offense good is that you're able to roll personnel groups in and out. I think we saw that in terms of, some teams, when they substitute one or two guys are coming off the field. We saw times where four or five different guys at once are coming off the field. But, 
I think unfortunately at times that took too long for either the personnel grouping to get in there and then the mm-hmm. play to get delivered and then the play to get, um, you know, transmitted from Russell Wilson to the rest of the group. Right. And you just ended up having to burn timeouts. And that happened, I believe, on three occasions in the first half. And that's part of the operation of a new offense, I think, of a new play caller, um, working with a new quarterback. Those things kind of all play into that. I will say, I think you're willing to burn your timeouts on that if you're having the success that you had in the first half where you scored three touchdowns, um, you know, Later, if you have those issues, it's not as great because you're not scoring the points that mm-hmm. kind of make up for some of those those things. And in the first half, it really felt like, oh, you know, they, they've done so many things right. This is really the only little nitpicky thing is that they've had to use some timeouts. Things changed quickly. Um, I think particularly on the second to last drive where Denver was trying to cut it um, ultimately to eight points, you saw that where maybe they could have gone a little bit faster, used a little bit too much time. If you're able to get in the end zone there or even just score with a little bit more time left, maybe you're able to get another position or um, just have some more time to work down the ball down the field. Obviously, it worked out because they got the Hail Mary, right? So right. Um, having to use a timeout there wasn't the end of the world, but um, you just need to be a little crisper there and, and um, yeah, put your, put your guys in position to succeed because those timeouts can be really valuable. Sure. And we also heard inside linebacker Alex Singleton talk about that from more of an obviously defensive perspective and how some of those little details really matter. No, I think defensively, you know, we kind of went over it today. You know, we we don't have, you know, a huge a, a huge play call. You know, we might have a couple of personnels, and, but a lot of it's the same calls. So it's just, it's just us, you know, it's the, the little details in all the calls. You know, if you can only, you know, go through, walk through, see, you know, so much in practice of certain plays and certain formations. And so – it's just knowing when they come out in something different, maybe, you know, just one guy's in a different spot, just knowing, you know, what they do from, you know, film study and, you know, getting together and, you know, understanding all those like minute little details within the calls. Cause you know, you know, it's not just obviously, you know, power anymore and, you know, plants and outs and stuff. It's, you know, football with all the motions and everything we can do now. And it, it's, there's a lot, a lot of little details that we just all got to, you know, get those details down and, you know, be able to, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry also commented that on that and said, you know, moving forward, that's not going to be a huge issue as they work on it. Everyone getting on the same page and, and communicating better. Eric, you mentioned Marvin Mims a little bit earlier. I want to talk about him more. You know, he was really a bright spot for this offense on Sunday. He had two catches for 113 yards and a touchdown and, you know, was only targeted twice. Obviously those two catches, how do you want to see him really get more involved in this game plan? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's easy to say, hey, let's get Marvin Mims more involved and let's yeah. get him five targets, let's get him 10 targets. Um, the truth is, is that the Broncos really didn't throw the ball very much, particularly yeah. in the first half, mm-hmm. um, just because what they were doing was was working well. Working. And they, they didn't have a lot of time of possession. Right. They were scoring quickly. Um, so, you know, and then they've got other guys to get the ball to. Like, you want Jerry Judy to get targets. You want Cortland sure. Sutton to get targets. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you're going to have play designs here or there to go to other guys. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's it's hard for me to to say, hey, Marvin Mims should should definitely get this many targets. I think the interesting thing will be just how much is he on the field because obviously um, can't get targets if you're not on the field, and he didn't play, um, you know, uh, too many snaps. And so that'll just be something I'm sure as as his, as the season goes on, he'll get more and more time. Um, but listen again, I think offensively you've seen big steps from last year. Part of that, a big part of that, is Sean Payton being here in his system, and I think some degree you've got to trust what he is doing um, with this group and, and say, hey, if this is the grouping out here, it's yeah. because Sean Payton believes it's 
giving you the best chance uh, to score points and to win football games. Uh, we know what Marvin Mims can do, what Jaleel McLaughlin can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe they earn bigger roles at some point. I would assume especially Marvin Mims would get to that point. But right. again, there's a lot of guys that, that need targets, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that um, in a game plan from week to week could be involved. And so I don't look at it and say the Broncos lost this football game because they stopped going to Marvin Mims. I think that right. that's a, something that helped them get out to a big lead. But mm-hmm. certainly there were chances – later in the game with other guys to get them involved. And, and the Broncos just couldn't quite uh, do enough to, to get the win. We heard Lloyd Cushenberry praise Marvin Mims, just who he is as a player, you know, on and off the field already as a rookie. And Lloyd also talked about where this offense is, where he feels like this offense is as a unit. I think that, you know, we need to realize that, uh, you know, this is the NFL and, you know, the team's not just going to roll over, you know, bow down when we have a big lead like that. And then, you know, as we've learned, past few years like every almost every game is one score and seven points three points so like it needs to be a point of emphasis like we need to finish those games uh because we've lost too many over the past really four years uh that i've been here so need to hone in on that and just finish come out second half with a sense of urgency uh and really pretty much with a zero to zero mentality it doesn't matter what the score is first half you know, we got to finish. You know, it's the league, close games every week. Uh, so, you know, best things we need to focus on. Well, Eric Sean Payne pointed out today that the Broncos are tied for league high uh, 19 penalties right now. We lead the league defensively with 12. How do you feel like those really affected this game on Sunday? Yeah, a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they directly led to at least three touchdown drives right. for the commanders. Um you know, the, the first touchdown drive for Washington, you're looking at a situation, I think it was second 11, second and 12. Nick Benito gets a sack of Sam Howell, but there's a face mask penalty called yeah. there. And the commanders end up getting a big chunk of yardage back there. They score on that drive, cut it to 10 points. In the second half, um, I think you're facing a third and 10, third and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Sertan gets called uh, for a penalty. Really a, a short route there that, um, you know, maybe you don't need to – to even worry about, you know, let him catch a five-yard pass right. Right, and get off the field. Um, and then Fabian Moreau with another one later on. Yeah. Both of those were on third down, and um, Sean Payton kind of referred to those as, as like a defensive turnover mm-hmm. where you've got the opportunity to get off the field, you've got the stop, you've made the play, and then boom, there's a flag on the ground, and you've they get a whole other set of downs. Right. Um, and it's, you know, a, a defensive holding call is only five yards, right? But they, they get a fresh set of downs, and – they went on to score touchdowns on both of those possessions as well. If you're able to get off the field there, um, the one with Pat, I believe, was after the Broncos go up 24-21. Yeah. Maybe the Broncos are able to add to that lead, build it back up, and kind of put Washington away. The second one, I believe, was after um, a Washington touchdown. So you're down 28-24 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and a touchdown, or excuse me, a penalty keeps that drive alive. They go up 35-24. Now you're in a really tough spot. Either of those goes the other way and you get off the field. um, One, you're giving your defense a chance to rest for when it needs to, the next time it needs to be out there. But you give your offense another opportunity to score. And so you've got to find a way to to lower penalties, um, certainly to be better tackling in the red zone, first down, all of those sorts of things. But those third down penalties in particular kill you. And, you know, we asked Alex Singleton about it and kind of emotionally how you move on from that. And he said, listen, it's it's an imperfect game. You've got to move on from those things. But 
you've got to imagine, right, that you think you're off the field, you think you got a big third down stop. Right. It's got to be a little bit, like, frustrating to all of a sudden it's first and 10 again. And so this week in Miami, moving forward, you've got to find a way to limit those penalties so that when you get a stop, which is it's difficult to do in the NFL, but when you get a stop, you've got to make sure it counts. For sure. And like Eric mentioned, Alex Singleton spoke today on how they look to eliminate those penalties moving forward. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just got to clean them up. I think it's one of those things. Same thing uh, early in the season, just we got to keep working on it. Whether, you know, we think their penalties are not in certain situations, it's, you know, they're calling them. So, you know, we got to we got to get better and, you know, just figure out little details, you know, to work on. Because, you know, it's not just one person or one group, you know, it's kind of everyone's taking their turn. So it's just kind of everybody getting better, working on the fundamentals, uh, you know, during these weeks. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think, you know, it's an imperfect game. I think it's one of the things, you know, Sean preaches and the coaches do so much, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes and you got to let those go. You got to move on to the next play, no matter what happens and, you know, just keep playing and create more third downs to get off the field. Eric, you talk about the, you know, concerns of tackling and the red zone defense, you know, just overall, I guess, what were your main takeaways from this defense's performance on Sunday? Yeah. So, you know, I thought that there were moments, right, where they looked good and, and yeah. made plays. And I think that that's in the NFL, you don't have to be a perfect defense, right, or right. hold a team to, to three points. I think I look at opportunistic plays. And in the first half, especially the first three possessions for Washington, Denver made those plays. They recorded three sacks and three possessions. Josie Jewell had that big pass breakup um, that led to a field goal attempt. Those are the types of plays you need to make. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see as many of those plays get made later in the game. I think just one sack over the um, you know final however many possessions of the game for the commanders. Like we mentioned before, the screen game was an issue. Right. Uh, Washington was 100% in the red zone, I believe, mm -hmm. three of three in red zone trips and scoring touchdowns on those trips. So you've, ju you've just got to come up with a big play here or there. Um, and really, it's about slamming the door shut when you're up 21-3. And, um, you know, if you find a way to get a to get off the field on that drive after the Russell Wilson fumble or you find a way to, you know, on fourth down when they decide to go for it, get a stop there and get a big emotional swing and it remains an 18-point game at halftime, that to me would be a way that this defense could could really just kind of slam the door shut, make sure that the game um, stays in your control. And instead there were just a couple of times yesterday, really too many, as as uh, Sean Payton pointed out, where um, the defense wasn't good enough and gave up these drives that allowed Washington back in the game and ultimately uh, to win the game. Right. You mentioned the sacks there, Eric. You know, the Broncos finished the game with four following week one where they recorded zero sacks. And two guys I want to highlight there are uh, Jonathan Cooper and Nick Bonito. These, they seem to have really good games. Yeah. Um, again, you know, like a, a big penalty on Nick, but he played well. Um, quarterback hits, pressures, um, a sack. I mean, he he did play well. And Jonathan Cooper, first multi-sack game since Dallas, uh, I believe his rookie year. Yeah. It was better from the edge rushers. And there was some mm – -hmm. Nick had a big tackle for loss. Um, there were some good plays from those guys. I think that, again, it's about con continuing that consistently throughout the game. That's offensively as well as defensively. Right. That, that's this whole team. But, sure. um, yeah, you know, once Kareem Jackson was disqualified, um, it, it did seem like down the field there were more opportunities to, to throw the ball. Sam Howell got out a little bit and ran a couple of times. Um, so you wonder how that impacted things. And, again, they, they made big plays in the first half. You just need to see it continue throughout the game. 
Well, Eric, you know, head coach Sean Payton said today that before you can talk about learning how to win games, you have to understand how not to lose them. What is kind of your just, I guess, takeaway from that? Yeah, I mean, penalties are a big part of that. He pointed out um, it's learning how to slam the door on an opponent when you're up by 18 points. Um, again, if you score on that drive after the Marvin Mims punt return, if you get a stop on that ensuing drive and you're up 18, 20 points at halftime, you feel like you're in a good spot and, mm-hmm. and something really crazy would have to happen. Whereas the way it played out, you're only up seven at halftime. So it's that killer mentality. It's avoiding the feeling of here we go again or and learning how to win close games. It's, um, you know, making plays in big moments it's a lot of things. And I think that part of this process is with Sean Payton is, is learning how to win those games. Um, but the Broncos have just made a, a few too many mistakes. They've been good enough to win these games, but there's a mistake here, a mistake there, um, a coverage that isn't executed right, a penalty, a missed assignment on offense. Those are the sorts of things that you've got to clean up um, because most games are going to end up being one score games and you've got to be the team that makes fewer mistakes. Um, that's a lot of the times what makes the difference between winning and losing. Unfortunately, Denver wound up on the wrong side against Washington. Well, with losing their first two games of the season, I know head coach Sean Payton said the challenge moving forward will be to, you know, really eliminate those distractions, tune out the uh, distractions. And I know Lloyd Kishmeri talked about how, you know, it's still early in the season. There's still time to turn things around. The message after this past game was the same as week one. We're in a race to improve. Uh, The first four weeks of our season, uh, we have to, you know, improve every week. So, like, we did improve uh, this you know, from week one to week two. Didn't come out the, with the wins. But uh, there's things that we did well in the game. There's a lot of things we didn't do too well. So, uh, you know, the same, same like I said, same message in week one. We need to improve. And, you know, like you just said, uh, no one's going to believe in us now. So, I mean, everyone's counting us out. we got a long season to go, though. we got 15 more games and a whole season ahead of us. So, when we turn this thing around, we'll see who's still with us. And Broncos fans, don't forget, Paramount Plus is your streaming home for every local NFL and CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the team as they battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access packs to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with the NFL on CBS Await. So stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for another episode. And Hall of Famer Steve Atwater will be joining the show. So if you have any questions for him, please drop them in the comment section. I'll see you all tomorrow.